Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. So our reading today is from 1 Corinthians 8 verses 1 to 13. Now about food sacrifice to idols. We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know, but whoever loves God is known by God. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in, on, in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. But not everyone possesses this knowledge. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to a god. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you with all your knowledge eating in an idol's temple, won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fall. This is the word of the Lord. For that, and uh, I just changed my mind while I was sitting there as to where I was going to preach from. Um, And you'll be pleased to know that the 15 pages that I had as a sermon this morning is only down to about three or four. I've got to see if I can get this up just a fraction. Aha, that's better. Well, good morning to to every one of you here in the church, and it's wonderful to see so many people here this morning, and also to all of you at home online. As you've heard a couple of times, my name's Daryl, and it's my privilege to, to bring the address to you this morning. And I extend to you a warm welcome in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. As I begin my message today, would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for the gift of your word 
And as we think on these things that I'm about to speak, may we open our hearts and minds to hear your word to us. In the name of Christ, amen. Well, to those of you who might have been here last week or online last week, uh, Josh and his address said, it's not about the fish. Well, this week, you may think that it was going to be about the food, but I can tell you, it's not about the food, because uh, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to reveal your favourite recipe or send me along some food. Um, so you might be wondering, well, what sort of message is he going to be talking about this morning? Well, the, my message is entitled, In God's Image. Now, when Josh sent me the uh, information about this series, Created in You, I found that this was my topic. And uh, immediately, of course, what sprang to mind was the things that we hear when people talk about images. And it's really interesting that we should have a baptism this morning because the very first thing that I thought about when uh, I heard this word images, you know, we hear people say when someone has a baby, oh, isn't he or she the spitting image of his mum or his dad? And uh, it, it depends, of course, which, what the child is. And then, of course, there are lots and lots of other images that we have. You know, we've got people in paintings, we've got people in photographs, on television, films, computers, telephones, and we could keep going. And, of course, there's always that image of ourselves in the mirror. And so I was thinking about all these things and I thought, no, no, no. God couldn't possibly look like us when we look into the mirror. It's just, just not possible. So I can tell you I was a, a little bit perplexed as to what I was actually going to talk about. And then I thought, oh, well, that's no problem, Daryl. Go and look at the Bible reading for today. So I had a look at the Bible reading and really, I became more confused than anything. Because when I read the Bible reading today, which you have just heard Ella Rees read so very, very well, it was about food and the consuming of food used in idol worship. And I thought, now, how? Josh has really got this completely wrong. He's put down, you know, in the image of God... How can food and image go together? And then I thought, yeah, well, if we probably eat too much food, the image is not going to look quite so good. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was, it's probably the, the hardest one that I've ever had to do in all my years of doing things. I thought, oh, goodness gracious, goodness gracious. But I can see the wise looks on your faces out the front there now. You're thinking, what a klutz is he? The image that he's talking about is not the physical image, but the image that God presents with his love. The character, a character image, rather than a physical image. That's what it's all about, and that's what I'm going to talk about. God created in God's image doesn't only mean the physical image that you see of the person sitting next to you, like I can see you all sitting out there in this room, but the image of God that you present to somebody or those around you 
in the way that you act, the way that you behave and present yourself as a person and as a Christian. And of course it goes one step further than that. It's the way we, as a body, in a church, a group of people, the Gawler Uniting Church, present ourselves. We are the body of Christ in this world and we have to present ourselves in God's image. And then it started to become clear. That started to relate much more sensibly to the reading that we've re heard today. In today's reading, Paul is telling us that it is how we act and how we present ourselves individually and as a group of Christians to others that shows what God is like. And to do this, Paul used an everyday happening in Corinth, the consumption of food that had been used as sacrificial food to the idols. He tells the Corinthian Christians that the food offered to the idols can be used to eat because they, as Christians, know there is only one God and it doesn't matter where the food comes from. But of course, not everyone in Corinth was a Christian or in fact a mature Christian. And if the people weak in their faith, as Paul put it, witness the Christians eating food presented to idols, they can be given the wrong impression of what the Christians are doing, of what is occurring. Now, Paul tells us that it is the responsibility of these people not to claim superiority and say, well, you know, I know that I can eat this food, uh, to be superior to those who weren't as knowledgeable. And in fact, Paul says they should show consideration to the people who don't know as much about the Christian faith. Paul was actually concerned that the Christians, perhaps still new in their faith and not yet fully understanding their newfound faith, might think that it's not okay to eat food that they believed was sacrificed to idols because it may have some magical or mystical power or influence over them. So Paul is letting the people of Corinth know that the distractions can take us away from what is important. That's being part, that is the dis being part of the body of Christ, either as a group like we are here today or as an individual person. And he uses this image of food offered to idols to illustrate the point. And he explains to the Corinthians and now to us as we read his words that we need to be careful of how we go about our interactions with people, our neighbours and our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to be mindful that we don't present ourselves in a way that is confusing and puts those who may not know God in a tricky situation where they see values that seem to reflect 
what a Christian shouldn't be. So, for the Corinthians, as I say, it was the eating of the food. And for us, it may be all sorts of things that we respond to in strange ways and react. Think of a couple of things. It could be the wrong music that we have in church, um, whether we should have pews or chairs in this church. Um, perhaps it's the way that some people dress. Um, I've even heard people complain about the, uh, the version of the Bible that's being used. They don't like the way it's done, or they don't like the way communion has to be served. Is that really presenting an image to somebody who is not strong in their faith a good way to do it? So, you know, we are individually responsible and we are also responsible as a congregation to see that we present ourselves in a way that is the image of us, that is God's image reflected in us. Let's just go back now. So well, how are we going to find out, I suppose, what we are supposed to do? Well, let's go back now to the first three verses that Eloise read to us this morning in Corinthians, verses 1 to 3 of chapter 8. And uh, you'll find that there is, as I said, absolutely nothing about food in here. So we're not learning by food. And the reading goes, it is true, of course, that all of us have knowledge, as they say. Such knowledge, however, puffs up a person with pride, but love builds up. Those who think they know something really don't know as they ought to know. But the person who loves God is known by him. And if we are going to portray ourselves in the image of God, either individually or as a group, a body in this, the, church, the body of the church, there are three things that we have to keep in perspective that Paul mentioned. He talked about knowledge, he talked about pride, and he talked about love. They are the things. Now let's start with the first one, knowledge. There's nothing wrong with knowledge. Knowledge is a great gift, but it's how we use that knowledge that counts. People who use their knowledge to establish their superiority over other people cannot expect to experience a good result because they are likely to get a flat, an inflated opinion of themselves and that does nothing to help anyone. And so their knowledge is more likely to do harm than good. I'm sure you know the sort of person, after you've talked to them, you think, Rrr! and I won't say what we generally say about them. It's a rather rude little phrase that people often say. But just because we have facts on our side doesn't mean that we have God on our side. As Paul tells us, knowledge simply puffs you up with pride. And probably the most simple thing is we'd say, well, he's nothing or she's nothing but a smart aleck. Pride does nothing but give you a sense of superiority, 
superiority, I'll get that right, and an arrogance that will turn people away. Part of many people's problems these days is the pride in their own knowledge, opinions and preferences, and they actually use it like a weapon on somebody who doesn't know what, as much as what they do. And you can transfer that into your everyday life as well. You go to somebody who's going to talk to you about something and they make their knowledge, make you, because of their knowledge, feel absolutely useless. However, Paul tells us that we can overcome those two characteristics, knowledge and pride, being detrimental and unhelpful in our character by love. You see, knowledge is of the mind. Knowledge makes people, as I said, arrogant and pride fills their mind when they get it. But if we present ourselves in the true image of God, who is a God of love, love makes us humble or lowly because love fills the heart and it fills it with humility. And the love of God, when exhibited, builds up a person. Love encourages others and helps them to develop and grow. And having a knowledge about God with loving, without, without loving him is absolutely useless. And we heard that referred to in the baptismal vows this morning. The parents are going to bring the child up in a, a loving way. A loving way. Not a necessarily a knowledgeable way, but in a loving way. If we are to show ourselves in the image of God, then it is through love that we must do it. We should let love be the rule. Mind you, there's no prize for being ignorant. God wants us to think and act intelligently. Our job as Christians is not to convince everybody that we are right. Rather, our job as Christians is to love everybody as God does. As Christians, we need to show love to our neighbours. And as a congregation here in the Gawley Uniting Church, we need to show that same wonderful love of God to all the people that we meet. Our job is not to talk people into knowing God by lots of wise words or presenting our worship in a particular way with things being done the same way all the time. We need to be able to accept change and we need to do things in a loving way so that we are presenting love. Our job is to love people into the kingdom of God. People will not know that we're Christians because of how intelligent we appear, I said it before, or how well our services and things are conducted. It's the love that we show to one another, the love that we show to the person seeking to know God, to the people out there in the world, presenting God's image is the most important thing that we can do. 
because God is the God who loves everyone. It is through continually asking God in our worship and our prayer what God wants for us as individuals and the body of Christ here in this place. As Christians, we believe in God and we are created in His image. Not His physical image. Nobody knows what God looks like, but a character image. God has a character. He is the God of love. And through us, people of all shapes and sizes, varied talents and abilities, can see God's love. And before I finish in prayer, I want you to do something for me. I want you to turn to the person near you and take a good look at them and see them as a person who has been created in the image of God. Not simply the person that you see on a Sunday at church or on a, a weekday. A person reflecting the love of God. And I want you to reaffirm them. Just look at them and say to them, you have been created in the image of God and showing God's love to all people. I'll let you do it now. You've got about 10 seconds. Thank you for that. And I'm not sure whether you've ever looked at a person in that way before, but I do hope it's something that you remember. Will you pray with me, please? Loving God, we are all members of the body of Christ. You have created us in your image, that of a loving and caring God. We ask to help us present to our neighbours the same image, one of a loving, caring, welcoming person or group of people. May we also be able to see your image in our neighbours as you have created all humankind in your image, not only the intelligent, the good-looking, the rich, but everyone is of your creation. We ask that you will help us in our efforts in showing love to all people, for it is through your love for us and our love to others that we build your kingdom here in this place. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, thanks once again for joining us. If this service has been a blessing to you, why not share it with someone you know, or better yet, post it on your social feed because you never know how God might use what you share to bless someone you didn't even know needed it. Special thank you if you contribute towards making this ministry possible. We are so grateful. If you'd like to help Head to gawleyuniting.org.au and follow the links to begin giving. God bless you and we'll see you next time.